Flyers Daily with Jason Mertides. All right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 22nd of February as the Flyers wrap up a four-game road trip uh, last night in Edmonton against the Oilers. It's a 4-2 loss, empty net goal by Connor McDavid, uh, while shorthanded uh, gives them the 4-2 win, and the Flyers fall against the Oilers. They were up 2-1, which is the score they beat them by 13 days ago. Uh, but in that game 13 days ago, they didn't take a penalty. In this game, they that was the key. That was the difference. You're putting the best power play perhaps ever in the NHL coming into the game last night, 31.6%, which is nuts, uh, out on the ice far too often in critical moments. At the end of the first period, they score about three seconds into their power play with 2.9 seconds left in the period to get the game tied at one. But the Flyers get the only goal of the second period, and they end up with a 2-1 lead in the game going into the third. But a double minor from Ole Lixell, who came up on an Oiler player, drew a not blood, but a good amount of blood, really cut him good, caught him in the chops, and that put Edmonton on the power play for a four-minute double minor. They scored on the first part of the double minor, and the Flyers were able to kill off the second portion of that. Dreisaitl scored there to get it tied at two. And then because they score, they get the game tied, and then they basically have another penalty or power play right after that. They got tons of momentum, and eventually Connor McDavid is able to get one by off Travis Sanheim's foot on a play at the side of the net, goes in and kind of squeezes through Hart, Nothing he can do there, and that gives Edmonton the 3-2 lead. Then the Flyers end up with a power play with about two and a half minutes to go in the game. I've talked about this before. You know, that decision when you're on a power play late in the game, down a goal, pulling the goaltender in that spot is one of those decisions. I don't know the analytics on it. I don't know what the numbers are. I know just the NHL in general has gotten a lot more aggressive about pulling the goaltender earlier than conventional wisdom used to be, and that's analytically driven, I'm told. So I don't know exactly what the analytics are on that. I'm going to have to ask Ian Fires Director of Analytics, Ian Anderson, about that, hopefully on Friday. What are the analytics on a six-on-four situation? I've talked about this on the pod before, because if, it's, if you're pulling your goaltender and it becomes a five-on-three, to me, that makes more sense because there's more ice to operate with, and it's not as congested. Now, the offensive zone in a North American nhl size rink does not have a ton of space for 10 hockey players and a goalie. That's what a six-on-four is. You've got 10 skaters in that zone, and what can happen is exactly what did happen as the Flyers tried to get the puck to the net is it hit a body, and then McDavid, because you can ice the puck without any penalty, if you miss the open net, you go for it from long distance, and McDavid hit it. But there's no penalty. Again, if he shoots that puck wide, it's not an icing. So why not go for it? So in that situation, you know, the Flyers pull Hart right away. Flyers maintain control. And with a minute 37 left on their power play, they're now down two. So you've, you know, if the Flyers' power play were better, maybe maybe that plays into the decision. 
Flyers power play comes into the game, clicking at 16.1%, 32nd in the NHL. So if their power play standard operating is better, maybe you don't pull that goaltender to make it a six on four, at least not right away. Maybe you wait to the last minute or 50 seconds and see what you can get going with just a standard man advantage, but keeping your goaltender in, therefore mitigating that opportunity for the other team to throw at the length of the ice and get the empty net goal and stretch their lead to two, like happened. But the Flyers' power play does struggle and is only clicking at 16%, and you're trying to gain any advantage you can. Now, it doesn't matter if you lose by one goal, you lose by two goals, you lose by three goals. That's it. It's not a cumulative sport in the standings. That doesn't matter. But you kind of cut the rest of your power play off when you're now down two with a minute 37 seconds left to go on it. So, again, I don't know the analytics on it. I don't know the numbers on it. But that's one of those decisions that I kind of look at and go, you know, how often does a six-on-four power play score compared to a five-on-four power play and compared to a five-on-three power play? That's, that's the data that I would want to kind of know um, to really look at that situation. But it doesn't matter. You can't take those penalties against a team like Edmonton. And the reason why the Flyers win that game 2-1 to one, 13 days ago in the shootouts because they didn't take any penalties in that game. They didn't put that power play that clicks at 32% on the ice that entire game. And in this game, that was the undoing. First one was by Joel Farabee in the offensive zone, and the Oilers scored on it in short order. And then the other one, obviously, is the double minor on Ole Lixell. I don't know that I've ever seen a road trip either where the Flyers gave up two power play goals in a four-game road trip and a combined total of about seven seconds. Because in the Vancouver game, they won a draw, pushed puck, puck pushed right over to Elias Pettersson, one-time shot that Bavillier tipped, and they scored. It was four seconds into the power play. And then at that penalty late in the first period, I think it was about three and a half seconds. So about seven seconds of power play time. They weren't killing the penalty very long on those two occasions, uh, but... Huge, huge, and that's where the faceoffs come into. Um, they have such a hard time winning faceoffs on the PK, which establishes immediate possession in the in their D zone for the opposition, and then on their power play, zone entries have been such a struggle for the Flyers that if you could win the draw on a power play in the offensive zone, you take away the need for the zone entry at least initially. And that's where faceoffs can doom you a little bit, and they've been a huge issue for the Flyers this season. After having many years with Claude Giroux and Sean Couturier, one guy on the left dot and Couturier, Giroux on the right, we were spoiled with that. That's not the case anymore. They don't have that kind of pedigree in the faceoff circle, at least uh, not to that level in any with any of their players. And to have neither of those guys now is a, is a huge deficiency. It's something they're going to have to get better at. Uh, but all said and done, the road trip, four games. They go down 6-2 against Seattle in game one. They go down 6-2 against the Vancouver Canucks in game two. They beat the Calgary Flames two days ago, 4-3, and they fall against the Edmonton Oilers, 4-2. They played a really good game most of that game, especially 5-on-5. Five five. You know, really kind of keeping McDavid bottled up as best as anyone has in the league. 
couple guys I thought were really good in the game. I thought that Ivan Provorov was excellent in the game. He handled an oncoming McDavid rush. I think it was in the first period. And just strung him out, moved his feet, never lost body position, stayed right with him, hand on his hip, and kind of strung him out behind the net. In the, I thought it was a tremendous play. I thought Rasmus Ristolainen was really good in the game. I thought Noah Cates, again, was really good in the game. He had the goal that opened up the scoring on that wrap. And Tippett had a really nice goal and a great feed from Kevin Hayes. And Ole Lixell picked up his first point. But uh, it's that, that Edmonton team, you can keep them down for only so long offensively. Now, I don't know how they're going to do when it comes to the playoffs because their style of play doesn't really suit playoff hockey as much as you know, teams that can lock you down. And you got to wonder if they're going to get the goaltending when it comes to the playoffs. I mean, last night, they've run 11-7 and seven a lot, Edmonton. Last night, they ran 11-6 and six because they're in such cap trouble. Yet the word is, is that they want to acquire Eric Carlson. I mean, they couldn't even field 18 skaters last night because their cap is so tight. They had to run 11-6 and six in the game. They couldn't even run... 12 and 6 or 11 and 7 because of their cap situation and it's happened several times. So I don't know where it goes from there when it comes to the Edmonton Oilers. You pay McDavid 12 and a half million. Drysaddle's a bargain right now at eight and a half. He goes up in a couple years. And then you sign Darnell Nurse to that huge contract at nine and a half million. So I don't know where it goes for them. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, but it was a 4-2 loss against the Edmonton Oilers last night. Let's get the head coach, though, John Tortorella. Let's get his thoughts on the game uh, after the loss to Edmonton, 4-2, to two, and to wrap up that four-game road trip. So for about 53 minutes there, 5-on-5, five five, pretty much accomplished what this team set out to do against these guys? Yeah, we're, we're a team playing four and six nights, uh, get bag-skated through the trip, uh, through a lousy game in Seattle, travel. I'm proud of the team. Uh, we don't find a way to finish the game. The penalties are, that was a key thing. And our first time we played them was staying out of the box, hurt us tonight. Does Noah Cates just continue to surprise you night after night when he's given assignments like this and yeah. just excel there? He doesn't surprise me anymore. Okay. He, he, uh, he continues to get better. He's not afraid of anything. And, uh, uh, and, but I, I'm going to tell you, it's, not, it's just not Noah. I'm, I thought the team laid it out there and uh, did all the things we asked of them, checked, uh, we, we played a hard game and uh, just couldn't find a way to win. When you think about what you're trying to build long-term, how important was it to get back to that identity after hitting a low point in that Seattle game? Yeah, and I think we've built from Seattle. Since that Seattle game, we've just kept on playing and uh, uh, playing the right way. Uh, sharp on the bench tonight. We checked. We were above the puck. Uh, we did all the things to win a hockey game and uh, we don't find a way to do it, but uh, I, I think the group uh, through this trip, it's been a long trip, uh, has have handled themselves so very well. You mentioned, I guess, a couple nights ago about it was important for you to kind of catch them when they were slipping and not let it go off the rails. Why do you think they were able to catch themselves and get back on the, the work ethic and also well, get the back? I, I think, I, I think it's, it's, it, they've been that way all year long. Uh, when it's a, even when we've lost some clunkers, it, it, it really hasn't been effort. Uh, these, these Seattle, again, the two Seattle games were just uh, uh, just funny games for us as far as just not being there mentally. And um, 
But I, as I've said, and when we talk about this, one of the biggest things we're trying to build here uh, is the work habit, uh, is the standard of what is expected, how you play, no matter if you win or lose, just the standard of how you play. And, you know, there hasn't been many bitches by me during the year. And uh, so we got to... We've got to keep on going, keep on believing in how we play, and try to find a way, try to find a way to win some games. Before the game, you mentioned how much of an impact losing TJ has. How do you feel like the team adjusted to that? Yeah, I, I, I think when you lose a player like TK, uh, you, become, you have to become more of a team. Uh, you have to play a style more of a team. Uh, you know, we're not a team full of game breakers. Uh, TK is one of those for, for us when, when he's on. So, and against a team filled with them, uh, you, you just have to play in your concept and, and play that good as a team. And uh, the two Edmonton games, the two, we, I think we played them, what, a couple of week and a half, two weeks ago. I think it's two of the games we've been so focused uh, uh, on how we have to play. And so I give our team a lot of credit, although we lose tonight. One or two more. Is that a great example for you when you're playing against superstars? And like you said, you just had TK, but you guys are able to stay with them yeah, yeah. It, 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 I just hope they can hang their hat on it in, in how we had to play tonight. And uh, it's away from the puck. It, we talked a lot about the defensive side of the puck. And uh, sometimes players get bored uh, uh, with that part of the game. They want to go offensively. We're just not built that way. Uh, so I hope, I hope as we go through, uh, they can lean on some of these things when we have some struggles. And, and uh, uh, yeah, so we'll just keep on plugging away here. All right, there he is, Flyers head coach John Tortorella. You know, one of the elements, you know, the beginning of the trip against Seattle, the Flyers did not play a resilient game, did not play to that standard that Torts has talked about, did not play hard enough to their identity. One thing they did do as the trip went on, they played hard against Vancouver. They played really hard and well against Calgary. They played pretty well against Edmonton. Five on five, some lack of discipline and those penalties obviously sunk them in that game. Uh, but it wasn't an effort. It wasn't, you know, a compete thing. So maybe in that regard, they've got the ship pointed in the right direction again. But we'll see if they can maintain that. They'll be back on Friday. Got a couple days off. They're going to travel back actually today from Edmonton. And uh, they'll have an off day tomorrow. Get back at it with the Montreal Canadiens coming up on Friday at Wells Fargo Center and New Jersey on the road on Saturday. So a back-to-back when they do get back underway on Friday and Saturday, and uh, we'll see how they perform then. Uh, but all said and done, just the one win on the road trip that came against the Calgary Flames, 4-3. to three. Again, goal scoring, only scored two goals in three of the four games. Uh, goal scoring an issue. Didn't ha- have Travis Konechny in the game last night. That's a tough spot, too. You know, he's the guy that leads this team in scoring. Not having him is a huge void when you have a team that doesn't have a lot of goal scorers. So we'll see if TK, uh, when he gets back, what his situation is going to be moving forward. And we'll see if he's able to uh, get back in the lineup coming up on Friday. That'll depend on his visit with the Flyers doctors uh, upon their return. So we'll see where that goes as well. But everybody, thanks for listening. Um, Flyers will be back on Friday against Montreal. Uh, we'll be back, though, tomorrow with another brand-new edition of Flyers Daily. I took her out. It was a Friday night. I walk alone to get the feeling right. We started making out, and she took off my pants. But then I turned on the TV. 